Hello, hello, welcome to the Female ADHD podcast. My name is Sinetta. And my name is Cesar. And welcome to our second podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about ADHD and friendships and the troubles that comes with uh, bonding with other people and creating long-lasting friendships. So, yeah, that's what you're you're about to hear here. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Uh, we know that friendship in general, almost for everybody, it's a difficult topic at some point of their lives, but especially for uh, women and men with ADHD, it's a whole nother level of uh, difficult. difficulty. So, Ineta, please tell us um, a little bit about that experience uh, on your side. Um, so I would dare to say that I had troubles of making a long lasting friendships my whole life. I never had a really big trouble with making, uh, just interacting and connecting with other people, but, uh, making those long lasting friendships and feeling that I really belong in a group of people was always, uh, that big trouble. Like. I would always be in a group of people uh, with the popular kids and so on, but I was kind of always a little bit outside of it. I was never really accepted inside of it uh, and I was never really part of it. So I, I often felt like disposable, like I was not even there, you know, even even if I would be loud and I would be in a lot of things. And of course I, I would try to compensate sometimes with that super loud laughter that I would have Yeah. that I learned later that is, is Annoying for a lot of people or? I knew that from the very beginning, I just couldn't really uh, control it. But uh, I think that very loud laughter is kind of a way of trying to get some of that attention that is, uh, I think, needed for everybody. Okay. So So it it was like a little bit of a coping mechanism? Maybe, yeah. Like right now, I also sometimes laugh when I'm stressed out. Like remember when I when I um, shut the door and we didn't have (laughs) the keys keys. and we were outside and we had to go on the rooftop and I was climbing through the window to open the door again (laughs) and when I was hysterically laughing right so I think it is uh, kind of connected as well Uh, so that laughter is just like please pay attention to me a little bit and and notice me not even pay attention to me but notice me right and Okay, why do you think uh, people with ADHD struggle the most with this, Uh uh, with the friendships, especially when they are in their upbringing, when they are little kids, when, you know, it's when you start um, creating these uh, connections with others? Well, I think whether it's for the kids or for the adults, uh, it often comes down to the fact how we connect with other people. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when something happens to you, right? And you said, tell me this some kind of a story or like, oh, this person, uh, I don't know, came and robbed me and, and, you know, I lost my phone and blah, blah. And, And then often I notice now that ADHD people, they go, oh my God, yeah, you know, when I was in Thailand, these people cornered me in the in the corner and then they took all my money and they did this stuff and blah, blah. And often neurotypical people kind of misplace and misunderstand that as me trying to take their, their spotlight from them and try to tell about me, 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 you know, all about me. Mm-hmm. Well, in reality, it's my attempt of saying, hey, you know, I had similar experience. I fully understand what's happening with you i don't just like 
you know, nod my head and like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I'm like, I'm really invested into what you're saying. And by me telling that story, I tell, show you how much I fully uh, resonate with you and understand you, right? So often it's being misunderstood as me trying to get attention back on me and me just caring about my story and so on. It's like me, 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 while in reality, it's it's you through the story of me. Mm-hmm. So I think that fact is something that uh, often kind of uh, is one of the catalyzers yeah. of losing friends. I would say in a lot of my friendships, you know, at, at that point when the friendship cracks, I would hear that argument of like, yeah, you just, it's all about you or whatever. You just tell, always try to be in the center and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So that was, all, and that was always really hurtful and painful because that is not true. You know, I'm, again, I'm a very empathetic person. And what is, what do you think is the consequence for the ADHD brain to go through this, uh, kind of traumas of being left out and mm-hmm. uh, not being part of. Uh, how yeah. does that develop in a, in a kid, in an adult? Yeah. So I would say uh, the consequences of that, not having consistent friendships, mm-hmm. that it's always changing and it always feels like it's your mistake. It's, it's because of you that they didn't last. I think it really influenced my attachment style and the way I attach to people. Um, because I'm constantly kind of um, maybe waiting or not necessarily plotting, but already thinking about, oh, how is this friendship going to end? You know, what's going to happen? How am I going to be accused of something? So even when it just starts, you know, I, and and then again, I I don't get to fully maybe um, show myself because often we are being, Uh, We often hear that, oh, you're too much or you're too loud or you're too this or that or that, right? So it comes with the fact that I try to mask a lot of my things. But then people say, oh, you're just pretending to be this or that or that. You're not being authentic or you're not being true self. But then when I show, you know, because this slips. At first you try to contain yourself and and be more of the kind of a picture of the way that person is. So you kind of mimic these people but at some point when when I feel more of a kind of a relaxed and, and and that I can be you know like kind of let it go a little bit more I start really my my true self my that crazier part of me yeah. really starts speaking out and that's when people are like oh I think wow. part of part of uh, what also comes in that is that uh, I don't know if all ADHD people that uh, when you get excited about a topic, you start talking really fast. Oh my God, and you absolutely. Don't let, somehow it seems like you don't let others talk or others are afraid to interrupt. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I've noticed that on my side with you. Like sometimes you speak so fast and you want to, uh, you just don't stop. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go. Yeah, it's vomit all the words out. That's another thing. We just have a really hard time stopping ourselves from saying things so the big problem always my whole childhood and well now not that much because uh i don't really have friends (laughs) (laughs) right uh so i would have that trouble uh that i would say things before i would think through and it would hurt people because they would interpret it as as if i said something completely different than from what i actually meant right yeah so that is one of the things why I also lost one of my friends because of a very, very stupid thing, right? And it, it was just because how I uh, formulated the sentence 
without thinking it through first in the first right. place right so that's the thing and also we like you said we just like vomit those words out because often <laughs> there is that fear of forgetting you know if i'm not going to be saying it right now if i'm not going to finish saying it right now i'm going to forget it completely and i'll not be able to to later join the conversation right so that also comes with the other flip side is i try not to if i try not to interrupt the person i end up clenching to that initial idea what i wanted to say mm -hmm. so i can no longer really concentrate on what you say and i'm just hoping that the topic is not going to change and i'll still be able to say that yeah. but i no longer really listen to what you say because i i know that i always forget what i wanted to say so i just repeat in it my seems, head it seems that in every it, interaction with um whatever in the environment of uh socializing and in the more specific of creating friends it seems that your mind is so occupied with so many thoughts right and mm -hmm. it seems that it's even stressing at some point to even be in that environment uh oh, yeah. when you've been rejected so many times and your mind still uh running 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 thinking of all the scenarios yeah um, how not to be and so on uh-huh do you think masking starts when uh you lose friends Um I think masking starts when we start hearing all the corrections in the childhood you know and and all the ways how we say oh the girl should not be doing this or you should be sitting and doing how come the other kids can do so it's it's your trouble it's your problem you're the problem what do you mean everybody around you is a problem it cannot be so hearing always those complaints about the way you are that kind of uh, really um, that's that's when when i started to feel like oh okay so they don't accept me the way i am okay so i have to be this way in order to be accepted so i start masking and it just builds up builds up sometimes to the point where i cannot define really who am i like one of the very clear examples is with my dressing right i i just like so many different things so many different so many different clothing styles where i know what's expected from me yeah. how to dress but then i'm pulled by this rebellious side of me where i'm like no but i'm gonna be myself i'm gonna dress up so i go exaggerate even more i like i'll dare you you know to say something to me and then i go to the other side and so on mm -hmm. so that's one of those things you know constant fight inside of me of no i'll be true myself true self and then okay i'll play according to the to the rules yeah. so that masking is is definitely one of those things that starts on developing from very early age. Okay. So let's switch uh, gears a little bit. Uh we are in Bellaret DHD mm -hmm. uh trying to create friendships through mm -hmm. a common ground which is uh the life condition of ADHD. Mm -hmm. Uh tell us a little bit how uh friendships have uh evolve in the platform you mm -hmm. you have uh two women that now have become really good friends mm -hmm. um and we didn't expect that at, at mm -hmm. the beginning so tell us more about it please yeah so at first when when we started just meeting up right we were just doing the physical activity part and then Within a month I started noticing how every time we meet up we're like hi how are you let me grab my coffee or what happened or listen this happened to me oh my god I cannot I'm so stupid and then we laugh we're like oh my god I could not wait to tell you this and that 
So it started with this, I, I would say very organically and naturally, where, um, where we felt like we want to share the things and, yeah. and get off of our chest, right? Because we felt like, oh yeah, I can, I can see this person is not going to judge me. So it started like that. We just organically started sharing our stories. And then I was like, okay, this is something that is very impactful because I can see uh, their, how they are at the end of the session, you know, that uh, how they come and maybe they're a little bit moody or unhappy or, or worried. And after this half an hour, they are all smiles and all happy and so on. So that's, uh, that was one of the things when I was like, okay, we should more like include it into, as a part of the official program yeah. right in this uh, community platform. So yeah, it's, it's really nice. And now to see that uh, we've been meeting with them for a year and a half, almost year and a half. Um, and it's really nice to see that friendship blooming and, and, and strengthening uh, to the point where uh, one of them end up sending a box with books and other stuff because they have the common things uh, things in common that they collect. Yeah. So she sent it this whole box of, of, of goods and things for her birthday. Oh, and, that's nice. Uh-huh. I didn't know about that. Really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So Mindy sent it to Rhonda on her okay. birthday. So that was really cute and really cool. Like, oh my God, this is so nice. And a lot of ADHD people we really collect things so it's it's not a problem of for us to collect this you know little bird, um, bondage bundle of things but it's so nice the fact that she you know that she did and she felt like yeah i, I feel strong enough of a connection to feel like i want to give things to the other exactly, person exactly. so that's one of the things but the other thing that is really beautiful for me is that when we're done with our sessions uh, often they say, okay, I'm going to go grab another coffee and I'll call you, okay? I'll see you afterwards. We're like, oh no, don't call me just now. I have to do this and that and that. But after that, I'll call you. Do you have yeah. time? So it's really nice to see how um, maybe not every day, but I would say like three times a week, they end up calling each other and talking to one another outside of our platform. Yeah, that, that for me, it's so powerful because they are at the point of, uh, at, at a stage of their lives that they tend to, potentially be more lonely uh-huh. just because of the uh, they are Dynamics older of daily life. Uh-huh. Uh, their children are uh, out of the house um, and then with the pandemic and you know all of that and now they have this connection you mm-hmm. know if they didn't have this uh, potentially they will feel uh, even more lonely yeah, now yeah, they absolutely. know they, ha- they can call each other you mm-hmm. know and spend quality time that's that adds value to their mental health and to their lives like in a meaningful impactful way and another thing is that i think we often struggle with the fact that we are really bad with uh catching up with friends right so if we don't see them we we forget they even exist i know that sounds very shitty but that's just true you know if it's out of sight out of mind that's it um so that's one of the very shameful things however the fact that we meet in the sessions they have no time to really miss out to ask on each other, right? Yeah. So the, the fact that they have that secure place where no matter what, if they're going to call each other or not, they're going to see one another in this community platform in this yep. during the sessions. Mm-hmm. And so there are no big obligation. There's just that uh, understanding that it's like, Oh, if I said her that I'm going to call her, but I don't call her, that's exactly. totally fine because she she's going to know that something came up and the time just slipped out of it with the time blindness and 
whatever she's not gonna care or hold it against me because you know I've have been in the situations where you agree upon doing something some kind of plans and then you end up forgetting it or something comes up or whatever happens and then there is the whole guilt part the whole of shame and oh I'm so awful I'm such a bad friend I'm how could I forget and blah 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 you know all but of this that, so yeah but that doesn't that doesn't happen, happen. yeah because we we don't have to explain each other we just understand that that ADHD kicks in. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. So, okay yeah well uh for our listeners if you're a woman of whatever age uh, and you want to join Bella ADHD please just go to bellaradhd.com uh you it can b-e-l-l-a-r-a-d-h-d.com yeah you can book a session uh we have a um 15 day trial um, two weeks yeah two weeks yeah it depends on if you join five days a week or three days a week mm -hmm. uh but yeah um we will be happy to welcome you by the way i'm not in the sessions uh, <laughs> i'm not gonna be there so feel safe that only women with adhd or also th this is important if you don't have a diagnosis it doesn't matter uh, we don't require any official diagnosis yeah if you, you feel join. you have adhd and for some reason you don't have diagnosis whatever that uh, reasoning is you're welcome to join us again you can uh, maybe uh, learn about ADHD if you feel that you have it if you're just in this path of recognizing certain traits of ADHD and I'm not certain or not sure whether okay it's time to go and and through all of this really long and and some in some places really expensive uh, pathway of getting diagnosed I, I think this is a really good place for you to connect with other ADHD women to figure out learn a little bit more about it and yeah, just to explore this whole thing of ADHD. All right. Well, see you in the next episode. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.